I'll be your host, Tyler Campbell. And I have a co-host, Franklin Witter. Hey, everybody. So, Franklin, here's what we want to do on this episode. Um, and we're going to take a few episodes this entire, well, the rest of the year. Um, and we're going to talk spiritual disciplines. Mm-hmm. Um, what, I'm, what do I mean by spiritual disciplines? I just threw that random question your way. What comes to mind for just a brief definition? Uh, I mean, that's prayer, Bible study, you know, fasting, <laughs> um, yeah, all the classics. Right? Yeah, yeah, the, the the things that would, how should we say this, keep you on the right path mm-hmm. and even grow you mm-hmm. in your journey. Yeah. I think that growth part is the key, right? Keep yes. us. We're not. We're never supposed to be stagnant. So. Never content in where we currently find ourselves with Christ. That's right. Got to keep going. Mm-hmm. We're about progressivism. Ooh. In I... spirituality, <laughs> in faith. Glad you clarified that. <laughs> so, actually, you know what, frankly, I, I, in church history, um, spiritual disciplines is not the norm mm-hmm. title for these. Mm-hmm. Um, the norm is means of grace. Oh, interesting. Now, the reason that we don't use those terms anymore is, well, practically the Catholic Church has kind of taken those means of grace terminology and made them mean something more than what we mean by them. Mm-hmm. Um, the Catholic Church would say, you do this in order to receive grace. Mm-hmm. We would not say that. We would say, we are in grace, therefore we do this. Mm-hmm. And, it, and it allows us to enjoy the grace that we live in. So I just like the means of grace. Mm-hmm. Okay, we've nerded out enough just on the, on the uh, topic itself. So let's talk disciplines, and let's talk this one specifically, Bible intake. Now, that means that's a very comprehensive term. Mm-hmm. That means preaching. Reading. Reading the Word. Hearing the word, hearing the word, studying. Yeah, I think studying is different than reading. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, speaking. Mm-hmm. I think there's an element of uh, that 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 speaking aspect. Mm-hmm. By the way, did you know it's the ESV app that the end of October more voices are coming out, especially in the New Testament, mm-hmm. of more folks who are uh, readers. Interesting of the Bible. So I, I just like um, Kristen Getty is one of them, and she mm-hmm. has that accent that that she brings. Oh, it's it's fabulous. Mm-hmm. They didn't they didn't speak with a Scottish accent mm-hmm. back then in the Bible days, but I just do you think we're going to speak with a Scottish accent in heaven? I mean, that just has to be something. It's, it's either Scottish or Australian. <laughs> Oh, wow. Okay, so let's talk Bible intake. Franklin, here's a question for you. Mm-hmm. When you listen to a sermon, whether that's me preaching mm-hmm. or, or uh, Pastor Kelly or one of the elders or even another church, another preacher, mm-hmm. um, how, we're talking Bible intake here. How, how do you engage a sermon? Uh, well, part of it is is active listening. And like this is one of those things I, I struggle with, right? I, I am like ADHD. So I'm like, and sometimes you you will say something in a sermon, and my mind just goes a thousand miles in a direction that you are not headed in your sermon, and so it's become a discipline. Sometimes my mind does that too in the sermon. <laughs> <laughs> well, we would never know it from the congregation. So, oh. <laughs> um, so it, it's it's really kind of discipline, just staying focused on what you're saying, and and I'm I'm listening for a 
a few things, at least where I'm at right now. I'm listening for things that you're preaching that reveal more about who God is and things that I need to, to understand better about God's character, God's nature, um, and how he acts and moves. Like that, I'm, I'm listening for that. And then I'm listening for what do I do in response to this God? Mm-hmm. That, that is really the, the mindset I take, I've taken into it. And um, So if I, my, my goal of, of any sermon is I'm walking out with one or two things I've, I've learned about God mm-hmm. and who he is and his relationship with us, and maybe one thing that I'm like, okay, I, this is what I've got to go put into yeah. practice or I've got to go work on as yeah. a result of what I've heard. Yeah, you, you mentioned that, that topic of uh, applying things. Mm-hmm. You know, how do you respond to the text? It, it's interesting. The more that I preach, when I do find myself listening to sermons, mm-hmm. I, I actually don't really look forward to, or as I personally am as interested in the application part as I am the greater understanding, the what's the text. I mean, I, I'm assuming the preacher is has studied more on that text for that sermon than anybody else in the room has studied for that text. Right. So they've got the nuggets of truth. They mm-hmm. may be nuggets of truth I've already heard, mm-hmm. but I need a refresher of them. Oh, I need absolutely. a reminder of them. Absolutely. So I'm looking for those nuggets of truth. I, I just don't find the application to be... And I think it's because I, I think I enjoy making the application relevant mm-hmm. to me more so than expecting the preacher to do that for me. Yep. Yeah. And and often it's even before you get to the application point that, that the Holy Spirit is just, you know, there and he, he says, Hey, Franklin, this. This yeah. this is the moment you need to you need to really grasp onto and do something with. And um I'm still wrestling with a sermon that you, you preached four or five months ago. Oh. And and you, you, you got you got to a point, I think it was right before you hit the application, maybe it was, it was right at the application point, where, where you, you laid out, are you chasing idols? You know, are you putting your, your house, your bank account, your job, whatever, at the forefront of your life? And I was, I mean, that was like a golden corral frying pan to the forehead for me. Cause I, and, I, and honestly, when I was sitting there in that sermon, I was like, it was like, I wasn't quite ready for that moment, and it just hit me. I was like, oh my goodness, that was me. Um, so it's those moments in the sermon that I'm I'm kind of looking for, because um, there's a lot you put a lot in right. There, you're you're covering a lot of ground and you you put detail into it. Yeah. My my brain I'm I'm looking for okay what can I <laughs> what can I squeeze down to to what am I supposed to do? Yeah. Um, so and that yeah. sometimes it's from the application, but sometimes it's just from the the text, um, and and you're you're walking us through the the text. Let us dare not miss that you just said golden corral frying pan yeah, moment. I did. That was outstanding. Yeah. All right, Franklin, as a preacher, this is what I do. I'm curious if this happens to you any. When I hear others preach, mm-hmm. now, and I'm not one who listens to a lot of preachers mm-hmm. because I, I, I find myself trying to intimidate, intimidate. In- I, I, I'm, trying to, I'm trying to intimidate those other preachers. <laughs> Imitates the word. <laughs> Freudian um, slip. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> so I, I, I find myself trying. Let me rephrase it. I try. I, I, I tend to copy them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. But when I listen to a sermon, 
like I, I'm almost trying to write the outline. Mm-hmm. I want to hear their outline. Yep. I think there's a craft to a good sermon from a good preacher mm-hmm. because every sermon should be directed from the text itself. Mm-hmm. So I want to hear kind of that the, the liberty that the Holy Spirit's given the preacher to craft the sermon. Yep. And, and I find that fascinating. Yep. And, and that, so if you were to sit next to us, that, my wife and daughter are, they're like writing like crazy and they're, they're capturing the whole outline as they go. They have, they have a gift for it. I can't, I'm lucky if I get the major points, <laughs> but you know, not for lack of trying. Yeah. Um, but, but they're, they're, they're really into it. And then I know that my wife in particular, she will go back and, and reflect back through the notes. And, and actually that's something our life group has been doing over the last few weeks is we're now mm. meeting on Sunday nights and everybody's bringing notes together from, from the sermon and we're wow. walking back through the, the details of the sermon together, which has been kind of fun. That's, that's got to make the sermon more rich. Yeah. yeah. And, and, you know, not just asking the question, well, what, what did it mean to me? But, you know, here, here's what the text means. Yeah. And here's where we're headed with this. Yeah. Well, and that, that process has been good because everybody has a different perspective as they're listening to it. Everybody, like, you know, I, I say I pick up on a few certain things. Everybody in that group picks up on different things. And, and so the discussion ends up being pretty rich um, as, as we, uh, as we go through it. So yeah. that's been, that, that's again, a, another reinforcement of Bible intake yeah. uh, is having that discussion with others um, of what you've heard. Well, one huge way that a Christian gets Bible intake is by sermons. Mm-hmm. Now, Franklin, are you, are you a podcast listener? Do you listen to sermons by other preachers? I I, I listen to podcasts. Um, the one that I've been stuck on lately is mm-hmm. Theology in the Raw. Now, disclaimer. Oh, you've told me about right. this one. Disclaimer, okay. Yeah. You, are, you will not agree with everything you hear on that podcast. I, no matter what your belief system is, yeah. you will not agree with everything you hear there. But what I like about it is they have a very thoughtful conversation through whatever topic they're dealing with. Yeah. And if you don't agree, you, then you, you've got to dig in and work through, well, why don't I agree? Yeah. Right? And so it pushes you back to the Bible anyway to, to work through, well, why do I believe differently than what they were talking about? And how would I defend my position versus what they were talking about? So, or is my position wrong and needs correction? Yeah. So uh, you told me about it. Yeah. Uh, Preston Sprinkle. Preston Sprinkle, yeah. Is, is who uh, hosts it. Mm-hmm. Um, I listened to one episode. Here's a great, just great example of exactly what you said. You're not going to agree with everything, but man... It gets you thinking. He interviewed a paleontologist, and it was on the topic of dinosaurs. Mm -hmm. Well, I wholeheartedly agree that dinosaurs were in world history. I I even think they're in the Bible. Yeah. Where where I disagreed, and here's a Christian paleontologist. Mm -hmm. He was an old earth guy. Oh. I'm a young earth guy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So there was that disagreement there. Yep. But man, it caused me to have to reflect and think. Yep. Perfect. Yep. What about sermons? Do you listen to preachers? Um, occasionally. I will occasionally listen to John Piper. He's kind of a personal favorite. Um, yeah. So I do like his, his messages. Um, I used to listen to some John MacArthur, but I haven't probably listened to one of his sermons in a, two or three years. Yeah. So. Yeah. How about you? Do you have I, favorites you listen to? Well, I no. 
not listen to mm. again because I don't try to in- intimidate them. Um, <laughs> I try to imitate them. And so actually what I do is I will go research um, those guys that I appreciate and, and trust and I read their sermons. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because John Piper's sermons, most of them are dictated out on Desiring God. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I reference a lot of Sam Storms. Mm-hmm. Um, he's over in Oklahoma City. John MacArthur, a lot of his sermons are written out yeah. online. So uh, Matt Chandler's are too, some of David Platt's. So I, yeah. I, I appreciate those guys. I know what they're bringing yeah. to the pulpit. And they make those resources available. So yeah. I'll go read their sermons. Yeah. And I found myself reading old preachers' sermons as well, mm-hmm. but that that helps me. Their contents there, yeah, yeah, but their styles not mixed in with it. Yeah, so you know, I answered your question very literally, and yeah, so there are those that they they do the transcripts, and I love those because I can yeah. read a whole lot faster than they talk. Yeah, oh, um, oh yeah, yeah, and I can and I can go back and highlight things and copy stuff out, and you know, make make my notes much easier. Um, you know, that, you, you bring up a good point. Reading, listening, those kind of things. Here's a word of advice for anybody who listens to preachers and preaching on podcast. Do not speed up the sermon. No. Don't do it. There is a rhythm. If a preacher's good, there's a rhythm to the voice. There's a rhythm to the message. If you speed it up on 1.5 or times 2 or whatever you miss an element of the sermon mm-hmm. that that preacher has put time and effort into. So yeah. don't speed it up. Yeah, I, I would agree with that. That's, somebody gave me that tip for doing some learning at work through some of the stuff we had to do, and I, that was terrible. Not so sermons. I couldn't, couldn't comprehend it. Other podcasts? Sure, have yeah. at it if you want to, but yeah. not, not sermons. Yeah. Another, another, I guess, sort of Bible-based resource, I, I know we have a lot of folks that are, you know, big politic junkies, right? Yeah. Um, if you've not checked out Albert Moeller's The Briefing, oh yeah, he takes on the, the headline topics that we're seeing going on throughout the world and does a great job of breaking them down from a Christian worldview. Yeah. Um, and very, very thoughtful, very well done, um, excellent perspective to have versus what you would get from mainstream media in particular. So. One of the greatest minds that we will have in our generation of Christianity. Mm-hmm, for sure. So resource him. Yeah. Yeah, he does it daily, um, except for during, I think, July. He takes July off. Yeah, he off. takes July off, yeah. So Bible intake, we've talked about preaching. Mm-hmm. We've talked about um, apps that read the Bible to you. Mm-hmm. We've talked about podcasts, mm-hmm. um, whether it be preaching or Christian resources. Mm-hmm. We've mentioned several. Uh, how about let's get into the the more common, ordinary manner of Bible intake, uh, sitting down and reading the Bible. Mm-hmm. Uh, Fr- Franklin, how often do you find yourself reading the Bible? How do you do that? Can, can you just walk us through what it looks like for you? Yeah, for, so for me right now, there's a, there's a couple things. So uh, almost five days a week, sometimes it's just four days, um, yeah. I'm doing the D group reading. Um, okay. So, you know, the, taking a chapter, reading through it, highlighting, thinking through, praying through what I've read for the day. Mm-hmm. Um, then outside of that, one of the things I just started doing is is kind of a daily thing now, is in the mornings I'm, I'm getting up and I'm just spending time Walking through as I prepare for the the service each week, so mm-hmm. I've got a, a series of songs laid out. And there's, I'm looking at the themes of those, and I'm going back and just 
digging into those themes in the Bible and reading several mm-hmm. verses that relate back to those and trying to distill down what you know the, the key thought and the theology mm-hmm. behind what we're going to sing. It, it helps me prepare to lead. Um, I've started taking some of that. If you follow me on social media, you'll see <laughs> that I've started taking kind shameless of shameless plug. Shameless plug for for my Facebook and Instagram feeds. Um, <laughs> you can. Uh, what you'll see is I'm, I'm going through and kind of finding that one key verse that relates to one of the songs we're going to sing that week yeah. and just laying it out in, um, in social media, sometimes with commentary, sometimes just the verse on its own. Yeah. Uh, but it's a, it's kind of a placeholder for me because then when I go back to my feed, I see it and I can reflect back on that. So it's kind of like that trigger yeah. to, uh, to keep taking it in. Um, and then other than that, there's, there's a couple of books that I'm working through right now that, that point me back to scripture. Um, so one is uh, Non-Anxious Presence, uh, Mark Sayer. Hey, uh, I like that book. It's an excellent read. It's been challenging. It's like, it's challenging. Yes. <laughs> um, but it's been really good and uh, timely. Uh, the other one is uh, The Worship Pastor uh, by Zach Hicks. Okay. Um, he, uh, he has really got some good thinking on the approach to uh, to worship. Now, he, he comes from a little bit more of a charismatic background, but... Yeah. I still appreciate <laughs> what, he, what he's writing and the theology that he's, he's following is, is good. Um, and then I'm reading a, another book by uh, Bob Coughlin uh, called True Worship. Um, yeah. So, again, all of those are very rich with Scripture. And, you know, and I, Bob Coughlin does not come from a charismatic no. perspective. So I'm getting the spectrum. <laughs> Balanced diet. <laughs> well, you mentioned, we'll, we'll go back to reading the text in just a minute because I want to speak to some of the, the journey that I've been through there. Mm-hmm. But you also mentioned good book resources that are that are Christian driven, um, you know. And, and actually, it's interesting. Currently, I'm reading um, a few books that two of them are not even Christian based books. Hmm. So I'm reading one Navy SEALs account about leadership, mm-hmm. and I'm reading a um, a world history world history slash church history professor about um, British history. So I'm going back to the 14th century and just reading about some events of, of England in the 14th century. Mm-hmm. And I'm finding myself being stirred intellectually in a manner that's making me question my Christian convictions, not in a bad way, mm-hmm. in a good, healthy way. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm, I'm reading a leadership book, and I'm thinking, man, that's powerful, but that's not what leadership looks like inside the church. Right. Yeah, but there's a principle at play here. Yeah, so those b- books can be good. Yep, but there's always one book that trumps the rest of them. The Bible. The Bible. Yeah, the Bible. Um, Franklin, I, I have a. I, I've said this multiple times. I'm now saying it publicly for everybody here. I've got a reading disability. Mm-hmm. It makes me struggle with read. Reading's not a pleasure. It's not a joy. Those type of things. Mm-hmm. So, for you to say sit down and read. Mm-hmm. scares me to death. <laughs> the irony of my occupation being that of one of you study. Have, you have a PhD, which means you've read more than most. Well, it's a D-man, to be fair. It's still a, it's, it's still a doctoral degree. Yeah, I got those fancy titles yeah. in front of that name. And I have, and it's been a struggle. <laughs> <laughs> so here's one thing that I want to suggest to a lot of people. Whatever your plan is, and I'm going to tell you a little mm-hmm. bit about mine. Whatever your plan is, do not beat yourself up yeah. 
if you get, if you're successful with your plan mm-hmm. or if you miss a few days here or there, or if you read and think, man, I didn't get anything out of the reading today, mm-hmm. d- stop being so hard on yourself. Yeah. The, you're missing out on the grace element. Again, this is means of grace, spiritual disciplines. Right. And so you're to enjoy these things. Yep. Okay, so the Word. Mm-hmm. Um, here's what I do with the Word. I, I'm engaging the Word about seven days a week. And I say about because Sundays are always a question mark for me if I get into something mm-hmm. outside of the sermon. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm still engaging the Word, right, mm-hmm. if I'm preaching the sermon? That's right. So I'm, I'm trying, I'm in the Word somehow, some way, every day. Now, this morning, for example... I made it through three whole verses. That's impressive, Franklin. Three verses. Well, I, I, I mean, having gone through Ministry Institute with you and knowing that we would take one verse for an hour, <laughs> yes, three is impressive. <laughs> well, those were good though. I, I just got stuck. Yeah, I just got stuck mm. and, and had to sit. I, I reread those three verses probably twenty to twenty-five times. Mm. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't always journal, mm-hmm. but. The resource I read with is the uh, Crossways um, resources that one side of the page is the text, Mm. and the other side is a journal. Oh, interesting. So I take notes. I ask questions. um, I I, I do journal if that's the need of the moment. Mm -hmm. Um, But it's always just documenting things. Mm. And I'll go through a book of the Bible either as fast or as slow as I need to. Hmm. So right now I'm going through 1 John. Mm-hmm. I've been in 1 John for about three weeks, and I'm in chapter 2. Hmm. So I'm just journeying through as slow or fast as I need to. Yeah. Um, what I hear you saying is there's not there's not a wrong way necessarily to engage with the Bible, right? It, it, morning, night, read a little, read a lot. It's just, but, but just be in the Word. Yeah. Yeah. And we were talking beforehand about Psalm 1, you know, the, the one who meditates on the law of both day mm-hmm. and night. Mm-hmm. You know, there's an element that the Word, there's a, and Paul says to, is to the Colossians, set your minds on, on the things of above, Christ. Yeah. Yeah. The, the uh, things of above. Yeah. Um, you know, your, your mind to be thinking about these things mm-hmm. throughout the day. Yeah. All right, Franklin, so if you read in the morning, let's say, mm-hmm. say one morning that you, you get up and you're energized to read your, your Bible intake, you engage the Word, let's say you've read a chapter. Mm-hmm. You're, you're in a book of the Bible, you've read a chapter. How do you keep that fresh all day long? Um, well, some days I don't. <laughs> let's just be <laughs> honest. Some, some days I, I, I don't. Um, but, but on the days that I do, it is, again, it's that distilling it down to like the one or two kind of key things that I got out of the reading mm-hmm. right? and, and having that somewhere that I can reflect back on it. So, um, some, sometimes it's just, like I said, I, I read with my, my physical Bible when I'm at home. Um, but if there's something that, you know, that I'm wanting to hang on to, I'll flip over to the Bible app, highlight those verses, you know, and then I've got it kind of there. Whenever I open up my phone, I can open up the app and go back to it. Mm-hmm. Um, as I mentioned, some of it is now, I'm, it's a kind of a forced way of doing this where I'm putting it on my social media feed and I'll go back to that feed. Mm-hmm. And I, I see this is what I started my day with um, and reflect back on it. Um, so that, that's my approach. 
All right, so are you a book-in-the-hands guy or are you a digital guy? It depends. Okay. Um, if I'm really trying to learn something, it's book in hand. Like, I want to touch the paper. I want to be able to highlight and yeah. write things. Like, I want to interact with it. If I'm just reading for fun, I like digital format. Um, but but that's – I'm just trying to read for pleasure at that point. So Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Have you ever attempted to read the Bible in a year? Attempted and failed more <laughs> times than I want to admit. <laughs> I've <laughs> I've gotten close, but I I usually I either get bogged down in Leviticus <laughs> mm. or Numbers, and and then I'm dragging the rest of the year trying to play catch up, um, or I I found that I also struggle with um, some of the the minor prophets. Yeah, um, they just like Ezekiel and Daniel to me are tough because yeah. some of the imagery and so forth is hard. It's like, what is this about? Yeah. So anyway. All right, that brings up probably one last topic for us to discuss. When we're, when we're dealing with Bible intake, there is a difference in just devotional reading, mm-hmm. devotional engagement, mm-hmm. and study. Yeah. Um, maybe thinking through devotional would be you're, you're, you're engaging it lightly. Yeah. You know, you're, you're looking at it and just you're enjoying the text. Studying is, man. I I, I want to know what this word means. Mm-hmm. I want to know what this phrase means. I want to know the historical context. I want to know the cultural context. Yep. The genre of the text. All these details. And studying takes a lot of time, a lot of effort, a lot of resources mm-hmm. at one's hands. Yep. And devotional could be. You know, like Spurgeon's devotional, you know, morning and evening, I believe it's called. I think that's right. Yeah. I think he's got one verse, and then he has reflections on that one verse. Yeah. So like a devotional book. Yep. You know, and that's very, that's engaging it lightly, I yeah. would say. Yeah. Is that a fair way to put it? Yeah. Yeah, kind of like Oswald Chambers, utmost for his highest. Yes. Verse and a reflection on the verse. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And, and I've, done, I've done those sporadically. Mm-hmm. Those are not my norm. Um, so there's good resources out there. Yep. Yeah. All right. So what about to the person who is listening, thinking, I kind of want to do this. I, I want to get started. Um, words of wisdom, Franklin, that you have, I would say the first one for me is uh, find what works for you. Oh, yeah. And be okay with that. Yep. Don't mimic somebody else's. Be, and be willing to try something, and if it doesn't work, then just move on and don't feel bad about it. You know, find try something different, um, and you'll eventually yeah. figure out you know, what works for you. Yeah, mm, that's good. Well, and always use the Bible. Mm-hmm. If you're doing if if you're doing a spiritual discipline of Bible intake, and you don't have the Bible, <laughs> you're doing it wrong. You're doing it wrong. <laughs> yeah. You are. That's true. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, and, and even back to you know what we mentioned earlier about about the books, right? Biblical saturated books. Have your Bible there. Like, don't yeah. take the sometimes authors reference a verse and you go read it and you're like, uh, that's not really what that means. Mm-hmm. It'll help you understand if the the author is leading you in the wrong direction. So, yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah. Well, I was going to say something else about that, but let, let me switch gears because I want to I want to wrap this up quickly. Okay. Um, 
for those who are interested in, in different things, there's apps out there, the Uversion app that has a lot of reading plans to it, mm-hmm. the ESV um, app that's got mm-hmm. a lot of resources available to it. Blue Letter Bible. Blue Letter Bible has got a lot of resources to it. Mm-hmm. Um, the STEP, S-T-E-P, Bible app mm-hmm. will help with some some word diagrams. Mm-hmm. And, um, and then if you just really want to dive into it deeply and put some money and invest into it, the Logos Bible mm-hmm. software. Um, and if anybody's looking for pastor appreciation <laughs> gifting, um, that, that's a shameless plug right there, Franklin. October's coming, folks. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> that's right. Hey, um, any, any last words? No, I really have enjoyed the conversation and just to encourage you guys, dig into the Word. I mean, that is that is God's love letter to us. It is yeah. His way of showing His heart to us, and uh, it's life. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. life-giving. Mm-hmm. One of the verses that I got stuck on this morning mm-hmm. is that the Word of God abides in us. First mm-hmm. John 2, mm-hmm. the Word of God abides in us. It's a reference to Jesus there. Yeah. But the Word... The life source of God, the Word, is in us. And so may we embrace and enjoy Bible intake and the life source that it is. Hey, Riley Road, thanks for listening. Uh, We do have a couple more episodes coming to finish out the rest of this year uh, for spiritual disciplines, as well as some other uh, topics. So Franklin and I will be journeying through more topics. We will talk with you sometime soon.